1: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by coordination.com, hosted by jitterymonkey.com, part of the JitteryMonkey family of podcasts. I'm Greg Mahachko, and joining me from coordination this week to talk about uh, Nebraska ball, that's Nebraska men's basketball, is Patrick Gerhardt. Patrick, welcome back to the show, buddy. Good to be back, Greg. How you been, man? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Doing well yourself.
0: Good, good. Busy week, uh, busy weekend, but yeah, no. Good to go. Ready to talk about some Nebraska ball.
1: And uh, we are we we're going to apologize in advance uh, if we get cut off midstream. It is uh, Saturday Sunday night. Almost said Saturday Sunday night. Uh, we're having some connection issues on both ends. Usually I can just blame it on my end, but uh, Patrick's been been uh, uh, kind enough to fall on that sword as well and 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 blame his <laughs> connection. So. Um, it it had been a really nice uh, run for the Huskers. I, I say had, I don't want to sound past tense as in all hope is is lost, but uh you go on the road to Champaign to, to beat a, an underwhelming Illinois or to play an underwhelming Illinois team, you don't get the job done, but that doesn't I don't I don't think that takes the bloom off the rose of, of what Nebraska's done over the last couple of weeks, winning six in a row. Uh, just to, uh, you know, they've got a couple of, of regular season games left and an opportunity yet to, uh, uh, you know, be in that, that uh, two-by, uh, you know, bracket or, or, or two-by two a, a tier in, in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, what's been your impression of, of the Huskers these last few weeks?
0: Uh, Huskers have been doing really well, um, as they have been kind of all year. They started out rough, but, have, you know, as we talked about in the past, they've been progressing as the years gone on. Uh, a lot of teams they might progress for a while and then regress, but I think as a whole, Nebraska basketball has done well. Um, this past six game run's been great. Uh, the last few games have, of course, been against lesser teams, but you know every run comes to an end, and it came to a run 66 against Illinois in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, they're the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, they'll either end the year at the bottom of the Big Ten or next to them with Rutgers. But Champaign is a tough place to play. Uh, that fan base was fired up. I think they had a no-sit Sunday situation, if I remember right. Um, the team was ready to go. Tim Miles even said after the game that the Huskers had some bad practices leading up to this game, and it definitely showed through tonight. Um, not ideal, but you know, as we'll talk to about later on in this podcast, um, the Huskers can get through it. It's not the end of the world. If you're a casual Nebraska fan, which if you follow me on Twitter, I kind of put jabs on earlier tonight. If you're a casual Nebraska fan, this this really is not the end of the world, at least not the end of the season.
1: Uh, the, the State Farm Center uh, used to be uh, Assembly Hall, of course, there in Champaign. Uh, they they read it. They actually turned the court 90 degrees in, in their uh, remodeling. Um, but I've, I've taken in a... Uh, Sham- or a champagne in illinois nebraska game there uh, several years ago, and, and it was on a weeknight, and the, the fans were still upbeat, and that was, that was, I guess that would have been the year. What year did they uh, make it to the tournament under Tim Miles? Fourteen. And did, did Petaway return the year after that?
0: Uh, would that have been oh, God. The,
1: would that have been the, the what, what I know, yeah, he,
0: that, he he came back. He came okay, back.
1: So it must have been the year after that with Petaway, Pitchford uh, and, and those, you know, and that crew, uh, you know, a couple of years back. Um, so I, I've seen a, these two teams play in that arena. Uh, Illinois fans, yeah, they haven't had a whole lot of uh, you know, to cheer about, but you definitely had had the feeling that this is one they definitely didn't want to lose. They only lost, um, you know, at Nebraska by a, a point or two on a. a uh, JPJ three at the end, excuse me. So, um, I, I it, for whatever reason it, it almost seems like it, when you go back a few weeks and, and you talk about Nebraska's twenty point win over Michigan, uh, you know they they played it and, and they beat Minnesota, which was a, a top fifteen team at the time. They've they've beaten Wisconsin. It almost seems like this is a Nebraska team that plays to the level of their competition because they they did struggle a little bit on the road today, and uh, in, in that loss they they didn't play Rutgers super clean. They didn't play Maryland super clean uh, in in those wins. Um, it, it's just you know they they it almost is in a way that mirrors the football team, but but they do seem to just play down uh, to to the competition. Credit them. When I, when I first turned the game on, they were down by seven late in the first half, and they came back and had a big lead in the second half. They just couldn't, couldn't close it out. Uh, Illinois came came, in, came to play today.
0: No, they, they totally did. And, I mean, the, the, Nebraska, they kind of have that problem, you are correct, where they, where they almost play down to their opponent's level. But they also, and this has plagued them from, since the beginning of this year, they start slow. And they, it's almost like they get their, their droughts and stuff like that out early. Um, and then second quarter comes, they make the proper adjustments, and then the second half, of the se- you know, second part of the second half, they really come out strong. And, you know, they came out strong first part of the second half, but it just didn't sustain through the second half. Um, if anything, things got more frustrating for them as, as the end of the game went on, which is kind of... The opposite of what's normally happened this year, uh, you know. Look at Maryland, the last game against uh, Maryland; um, they came out uh, second half, made the adjustments, and uh, you know they just put things away. You know, it started out rough, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's adjustments. It, it's some some adjustments just weren't didn't didn't have the proper effect they should have in today's game, um, and that's you know. Not looking down on Illinois. Illinois is not the best team, but they're not, you know, absolutely terrible. There is some decent talent, which was shown on the court today. Um, but it, it's it's still a loss. that hurts.
1: And, and a lot of size that that Illinois had that Nebraska had some trouble matching up with. Even with uh, you know our our biggest guy Jordy Shamanga, who um, you know was in there, you know, so but just seemed seemed maybe a, a step slower than than some of these uh, you know more veteran Illinois big men.
0: Oh, no, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, Jordy, Jordy, he has the ability to struggle against a lot of players. Um, if he's not comfortable under the basket, uh, you, you will see him playing a little bit more erratic, uh, a little bit more fouls, and he just, he won't transition well. If he, if you take him out of his game, um, he will suffer, and the team will suffer in that aspect, too. And And Illinois took full advantage of that today.
1: I want to talk about two players, uh, one who coming into the season, you know, we had some really high expectations for it and probably put a lot of pressure on himself and, and then hasn't really maybe met those expectations. And then another who maybe, you know, came coming in as a transfer, we, we didn't know what to expect. And now he's, you know, if, if he were probably on any other team in the Big Ten, you know, they'd actually be talking you know big 10 player of the year type of stuff if he was on a more contending team but glenn watson jr uh i is is the first one he's the the former player there i've mentioned he's he'd been playing his career get been so well and and was really hoping that you know he would continue to you know see progress but i would almost would you say think it's safe to say that we've seen a little regression from uh, uh watson this year
0: a little regression, and also when you brought on Copeland and Palmer, you brought on two major scorers who took probably a lot of the pressure off of Watson. Okay. Uh, Watson could go come down the court, do his thing as a point guard, and he might have kind of rested on that maybe a little more than need be. And as the season's gone on, Copeland and Palmer have come out as our major scorers, and Watson maybe not as transitioned well because of that. Um, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Whereas last year, Watson, um, you know, he was our number two guy all the way through and he knew his place and he knew how how, how to progress through a game. And I think my guess is that he it, it's a lot of that, at least on the leadership end has been jumbled and probably lost early on in the season, and he's not been able to recover since then, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. I, In watching the uh, closing minutes of that Illini game uh, uh, on Sunday, he comes down, has, has an opportunity to – I think Nebraska is down by three – and And anybody who watched the game probably knows exactly the possession I'm talking about. Uh, he's over you know just right side of the of the top of the arc and, and just tosses up a three kind of looked a little uh rushed a little off balance and could have set the team up for a better shot there but I, I understand his probably mentality is man, I could really come out looking like the hero if if this goes in and, and there wasn't really anybody around him so i again I understand that but you know, when you're down by three and you're you're trying to, you know, secure or, or, or get better standing, you know, for the tournament, you, you've got to – I don't know. You've got to take a higher percentage shot, I would think.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And it's not as if he's having some of the better players on the court guard him. He's gotten some pretty good shots on throughout the year that just have not gone in. Whereas last year, he was probably going up against one of the top players on each team. Um, so, I mean, it's it, – you know, the talent's there. I don't think he's t- – talent-wise, he's not regressed. I I think it comes down to a mental aspect with him for whatever reason. Um, one of the things that will probably resurface in the offseason before next year, before we really have an understanding of what really happened. So, And that might be a personal thing. You never know.
1: Sure, sure. And, and the other player that – I mean, you we've mentioned him. Uh, certainly you've said that his arrival and his addition has, has taken some of the Scoring pressure, some of the offensive pressure off of uh, Glenn Watson Jr., but that's James Palmer Jr., and he was a transfer, uh, much like uh, Isaac Copeland, who ha- has really been a big boost to this Nebraska team t- to the point where the BTN commentators, when you watch, you know, Kevin Kugler, who, uh, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, he- he's the Nebraska boy, and yeah, he, just, he- I'm sure other teams think he's coming off a little homerish. I don't. I don't hear it, but you know, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, hate Joe Buck either. So, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but he, uh, uh, you know, they 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 mention you know player of the year stuff and, and all Big Ten. He's done some phenomenal things in helping to keep Nebraska, you know, in the conversation, in the tournament picture, on the bubble, if you will. But is the fact that he plays at Nebraska, uh, and, and I, I'm certainly glad he does, but is that a detriment to his you know, like, uh, postseason honors and accolades? Because if he were on a, a Michigan or a Michigan State or Ohio State or an Indiana, you know, one of the more blue-chip uh, you know, Wisconsin, one of the more blue-chip basketball programs, would, would that benefit him more in the long run? You know, it it, it possibly
0: could. Um, I mean, like any sport, if you if you play on a team that's a well-known name, it, it definitely helps. Uh, th- there are some very good players this year who, who could very well be up that aren't being mentioned that much either. It's not just Nebraska. You've got Penn State and a couple other teams that's got some players that probably should be mentioned more. But, you know, I think a lot of it he, he does well. His numbers are great. They – very well could also be looking at the bigger picture on what's he doing for the team as a whole collectively. How is his leadership? How is he transitioning the ball throughout the game? How is his defense? Um, th- there's a lot of factors involved that they're probably looking at. He's done well offensively. He's doing okay, okay defensively. And I'm guessing he would probably need to uptick his defense uh, for these guys in my aspect or in my belief for them to really pay much more attention to him for play of the year honors.
1: And it's kind of like, you know, the Heisman or the NFL MVP, MLB MVPs, they tend to pick the best player on the best team, you know, regardless of who might have had either statistically or, you know, the the most impact. I mean, it it tends to be, you know, the best players on the contending teams. But uh, as I said a moment ago, certainly happy that uh, uh, Palmer is – wearing the the husker red and speaking of wearing the red i you may have an answer to this you may not but the last two home games why weren't we wearing home white what what was up with 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 the black
0: <laughs> my guess is that it was working
1: <laughs> oh, fa- fair enough you know that that's that's simple the 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 other uh, uh, uh let's see the other answer I would have accepted was Black panther was coming out uh this past weekend and uh, something that I you know wanted to touch on it and now it almost seems too I don't know too late uh it no longer a current event but you know of course last Saturday uh, they had the home game and the team wore and, and they brought them back for the the game in the middle of the week as well that the hate will never win so uh you know those were long sleeve black warm up shirts uh and then the the black. Uniforms underneath, so I, I didn't know if there was that more of a social statement, um, you know, underlying as well. I I don't know, I, and I'm, that's just me, you know, spitballing, brainstorming. I I, I have no idea, um, but like you said, it was working, uh, and then they're in the road Reds on Sunday and they lose to stinking Illinois. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And no,
0: I I think you know it could be it could be a part of that the movement everything, but you know I know historically the players have always liked wearing the black. Sure unfortunately up until this year the black has not worked well for nebraska (laughs) you know the biggest game i remember i think it was three or four years ago they wore black playing crate in century link and they just got annihilated and i you know it's games like that where i think they've been historically apprehensive on wearing black but this year black's been very good to them um so, I mean, unfortunately for the people who believe that, you know, because the school colors are red and scarlet and cream, they should stick to that. I, you know, I, I think black's a good color for Nebraska and it looks good out there.
1: One, so, one more home game, uh, which will be against Penn State. So maybe we'll see a return of the, the black unis uh, on the road. Two more home games. Two home games. We um, got
0: Indiana on Tuesday and Penn State on Saturday.
1: See, for whatever reason, I thought Indi- Indiana was an away game. Um, yeah. But – I'm going to defer to your expert expertise because you know more than I do. Uh, so, well, I, I, I
0: know that right off the bat because I had to get rid of my tickets. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, and that was uh, the Illinois game. As I mentioned, you know, uh, I'm just a couple hours from Champaign. I was up uh, in Champaign this past fall when the football team was in town, went to that Friday night game, um, and – through the radio station that I used to work at years ago, they, they are an Illini affiliate, so I was going to uh, hit them up for a pair of tickets and if, if they had them and go with my dad. And I, I talked to my dad about this you know, last month. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what, what the, that weekend's going to hold for me. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. So he kind of poo-pooed on my idea, uh, and then I never followed up on it. So I stayed home, uh, watched it uh, as I was cooking dinner. And we, we all know how the outcome goes. Dinner tasted great, <laughs> the the game not so much. Um, let's I, w- I want to talk to you a little bit because uh, also on on uh, you know the I, I don't know if it's the final Sunday of the regular season, but anyway, uh, the same day that uh, Nebraska lost to Illinois, Ohio State lost to Michigan, and as as the commentators are talking, and anybody who's you know following uh, the season knows that actually helps. Nebraska, because Nebraska beat Michigan. Not just beat them, they beat them pretty soundly a couple of weeks ago by mm-hmm. twenty points. Uh, for for people who maybe don't follow basketball as close as as you do, and I I, I certainly don't follow it as close as you do, or, or you know uh, David or uh, anybody really. Um, it, explain the the tears. Uh, th- that they have, or, or you know, I, th- I guess that's the right word, quadrants. Maybe is another word that. But uh, ex- explain how that works, because I, I think it was in the Maryland game uh, they said that you know if Nebraska beats Maryland, it's a it win over a tier three team. But if Maryland beats Nebraska, Nebraska is a tier two team. So if you can explain that a little bit uh, as, as best or as simply as you can, and maybe help you know shine a little light on on this gray area for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it can be a little confusing, but, you know, when it comes the NCAA tournament, you know, wins are brought, with, uh, especially later in the year within quadrants. And, you know, every top team a quadrant run, and then I think it goes to the top 50 of them, and then quadrant two is like 50 to whatever. And in quadrant three, I think there might be a quadrant four. I don't pay too close attention to it this time of the year. I wait until the last second to really pay attention because things can jump in between um, quite a bit. But because of the Maryland record, they're quadrant three. So it's not that big of a win for Nebraska, whereas Nebraska is currently sitting in quadrant two, city so of Maryland. Nebraska beat pretty down, and and at the end of the year if, you know, Michigan beat Ohio State, and I don't know where they're going to be
1: tomorrow
0: or where they are right now, I haven't checked, but they can easily be in Quadrant 1. As of now, Nebraska's 0-6 against Quadrant 1
1: teams.
0: Now, Michigan goes up to quarter one, that could be win six, which would greatly help Nebraska out, even with the Illinois law. Depending on who you talk to, the selection committee, it it varies in the... So, that quadrant factor is used quite a bit, and I think it's... The range, lower low level teams that have maybe so, one or two quadrant one wins. Like let's look at St. John. Nebraska got beat by St. John. And John, St. John up until a few weeks ago had zero wins in the Big East and then they beat I think it was Duke. They beat Duke and then they beat Villanova, correct?
1: Yeah, I think at one point they you know, and, they and, and and
0: Duke Duke's in the ACC, but but you know, they they knocked off two absurdly top ranked teams back to back and um all of a sudden they're jumping up in the quadrants pretty quick. You know, because I have those, so it's 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 a science. It's not an exact science, and I'm not going to try to go too deep into it right (laughs) now, because not only is it going to be confusing, but it it, it's also a fraction of what goes into. To what, what determines what happens at the end of the year,
1: and, and and like you said, there things can change so rapidly just depending on on a team's performance who who might pick up a key victory, who might suffer a, mm-hmm. a, a key loss. So so yeah, all that makes uh all that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at this point, I mean, Nebraska's best chance obviously is just to keep winning. Um, they had uh, the loss at Penn State. Uh, last month, that was a very close. It, was that was the one that went into double overtime, wasn't it?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. Or, or one overtime. I mean, it was the last second. Yeah, right. no, it was it was close. It was close. That was, that was probably one of the more frustrating losses Nebraska had, and for sure. But but I mean I mean if you want to talk about end of the year stuff, like I I don't start really taking like I'll probably start taking better tabs on it this week because up until now it's basically just it's. It's fun to look at, sure. But there's so many things happen at the very last second that you know you could talk about this stuff for two, three weeks leading up to Selection Sunday, and it could just go out the window.
1: Yeah, it's, to me, it's very reminiscent of a couple of years ago when uh, Nebraska did make the tournament, but it was that you know bit of a hot streak there towards uh, the Big Ten tourney that that helped, I think, escalate them over the bu- over the hump, over the bubble and into the tournament. Um, So it's very much just a a bit of a wait and see. Uh, And and obviously Nebraska's got to do their part, and that's just keep winning. And that tone, everybody, indicates that we have lost Patrick. Um, Kind of expected it there towards the end, as you heard. Connection got a a little rough. Oh, he's back. Hold on. And welcome back, Patrick. Patrick. (laughs) <laughs> Where did you lose me at we we uh, I, I was just about to sign off. Uh, uh, I said, "Oh, we lost Patrick." Oh wait, he's back. Um, no, so I was saying I, I was saying that it, it, it's all it, it, you know. It, it, it doesn't doesn't help very much to to watch you know the 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 tears and quadrant talk and everything because um, you can use Nebraska as an example a few years ago when they made the tournament because they got hot right at the very end and had a, a little winning streak in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament, and because of that, that helped uh, elevate them into, into the NCAA tournament. So, uh, right now, like you said, it, it's all kind of irrelevant. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's only a week's worth of basketball, but I mean, you have a week's worth, and then you have the conference tournament. And the thing you got to remember about that, you know, the NCAA tournament bid they got a few years back, they got lucky in a lot of those games. <laughs> if you look at the statistics at the end of the year, I mean, Nebraska was not a good big 10 team. They were ranked in the bottom half on a lot of those statistics. I mean, they, they, they got through a lot of those wins by the skin of their teeth. And I, I think I said on this podcast before, that's why they got blown out by Baylor. Yeah, and you know, didn't go anywhere. And as as important as it would be for Nebraska to make the NCAA tournament this year, I don't, I don't want them to go in just to get in and then get annihilated. Sure. You know, um, you know, it's always nice to have that on the resume. But if Nebraska doesn't make the NCAA tournament this year, they will most likely have a very, very nice uh ranking if not one of the top 4 in the NIT. And, they, and if they can make a decent run of the NIT through the NIT you know that would to me that would be almost just as good as making the tournament you know and i think moving on into next year that could be a catalyst to make the guys even hungrier than they were this year. And and But i could be wrong.
1: And it's not what i mean Barring any, you know, absolute collapse, and I don't think there will be a collapse in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't, I don't see Tim Miles going anywhere. I think the way that this team has played has has really shown, uh, you know, what he's able to do when when he's got the talent, you know, on on the bench and in the locker room. So I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Tim Miles is, is necessarily going to be, you know, fired at, at the end of the season. Um, Getting to I I, I, w- I actually agree with you. I, I think it would be nice to get to the the tournament, the NCAA tournament, uh, obviously, and win a game. But like you said, it, it's it's not going to do any anybody any good for uh, morale, for the psyche, you know, for anything like that. Uh, to go in there and, and lose by 20, 30 points to you know a, a traditional powerhouse, like you said, maybe if if they are one of the you know. Odd men out, so to speak, and, and sit nice for the NIT. Then you have an opportunity to uh, have a have a pretty successful postseason run there as well. So lots, lots, lots to talk about as as Nebraska ball, you know, comes to a the regular season comes to a close here. As you mentioned and corrected me on, and I thank you. Indiana and Penn State at home. Uh, what needs to be done to uh, come away with some key victories this week? Um, in
0: Indiana, Indiana is down from normal Indiana, but they've been that way for a while. They got a new coach, um, but they're not terrible. They're a mid-level Big Ten team this year. They, I think, they're on a four-game winning streak, and I mean, they've got some players that could cause some problems for Nebraska, um, but they're definitely beatable. Penn State, Penn State's been on a bit of a hot streak, this, you know, since Big Ten play started, and they've got they've got one of the best point guards in the Big Ten easily. And you know, they could come in and, and they could beat us in our own house. They could. Um, it's gonna take you know, I think Nebraska, they should go two and two or two and oh this week, but if they if they went one and one, it wouldn't surprise me. 0 and two would surprise me. They'll win at least one of these games this week. And you know, then we're onto the Big Ten tournament.
1: What is what as we talked, you know, a few minutes ago and again, maybe not for the tiers and looking at, at the NCAA tournament, but certainly the Big Ten tournament, uh, what would be worse for uh, Nebraska? Losing to a good Penn State team or losing to a bad... I mean, I guess losing to a bad Indiana team would be worse, but what what could... Let, let, me, let me pose the question this way. What could move the meter more, losing to Indiana or beating Penn State?
0: I would say right now beating Penn State. Okay.
1: Okay. Just just because Penn State over the last
0: couple months has picked up more traction, especially in the press. Okay. And you know they they've whereas Indiana everybody's kind of almost written them off for this year. Um, if anything, you kind of look at it as their history is kind of weighing them down. (laughs) But but Penn State's Penn State's got a good team. They they really do.
1: That that's um, and and again I mean it's, you know. Perfect, perfect answer to that question. You know, you go out and beat the good, beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and then you know, su- surprise the teams that uh, might might sit ahead mm-hmm. of you a little bit. Uh, Nebraska, are they still, as far as you know, after this loss to Illinois, are they still in that top four with the, the two game bye, or, or do they need to do they need these wins to get back to that spot?
0: I, I think they need to solidify it, especially with Michigan's win the other night. Um, or tonight against Ohio State, but I I think if they go zero two, I think that four might be gone. I haven't looked that. I, haven't, right. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to look that deep into it yet, and I haven't had a chance to. But I think uh, they need to win at least one of these. But I could be wrong. So
1: well, let's go two and zero. I
0: apologize for my uh, lack of knowledge right now. Hey,
1: uh, <laughs> everybody knows you, you've had a had a busy weekend, and uh, uh, so we're and and. This is this is the sad slash funny part of the show because this is the probably some of the best reception and signal and connection that we've had the whole time and that's the end of the show. <laughs> so, uh, Patrick, man, uh, it is late. I'm going to let you uh, get on with the rest of your evening, and uh, um, I'm going to do the same. I've got I've got to do you know all the all the post production stuff now. So I'm going to I'm going to get out of here, get this uh, show up ready for a Monday morning, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, hope you have a great week. Um, and uh, let, let's uh, cheer on the Huskers to victory and uh, not just the, the men's uh, basketball team, the women as well, and uh, wrestling. And, and I saw a tweet from the – Baseball had a good weekend. Don't forget baseball. Baseball went 3-1. and one. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, one loss coming to one of those uh, damn California schools that have been playing in the warm weather for four months already. Um, but
0: they beat him too, so.
1: <laughs> okay, so they split that one, and and because yeah. it, it was two games with Washington State, and then two games with this other team, right?
0: And UC Riverside, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: I was gonna say Riverdale, and I'm like, no, Archie's not pitching for. Uh, <laughs> for anyway, uh, all right, uh, yeah. So, uh, and softball is in, in doing well. I, I'm pretty sure. Also, we'll have to, uh, per usual. Yeah, yeah. They 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 know what they're doing, uh, and we'll have some spring sports talk. But it, it seems like. Seems too early to talk spring sports. I know that my schedule does not necessarily line up with uh, the collegiate uh, sports schedules. But while we're still talking basketball and, and, and wrestling and everything else, it's still still odd to, to jump into baseball and softball season. But we'll get there. And uh, thanks again, Patrick, for joining me on the show. And uh, uh, this is... This is what we do. We'll have another, it's going to be a short week because it's a a late release on this one, so we'll get you the next one here Friday or Saturday on uh, the Five Heart Podcast, reminding you this week and every week and apparently sometimes twice a week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red.
0: Win the damn game. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.